Thanks, Brother Ben Harper, for reminding us that we can be self-reliant and change the world. Uh, this is Adrian Victor Fielder. Uh, you are tuned to KDNK. I'm your host for this show called My Own Two Hands. This is a public affairs program, airs monthly on KDNK. It's all about sustainability problems that we face as a community and as a species. By talking to practitioners who are implementing solutions to those problems at any scale from local to global. And today I'm we are very fortunate to have with us in the studio Mr. Steve Skedron, whom you may know as the former mayor of Aspen. He's also the college vice president and campus dean at the Aspen Carbondale campus of Colorado Mountain College. Steve, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Adrian. Really fun to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, you bet. So um, I like to structure my listening about people's stories around uh, an idea that was shared by um, a mentor of mine who's a great storyteller and myth maker named Martin Shaw. And he talks about how we all have kind of three layers of memory going on in our experience as humans. Uh, the first is the skin memory, which is the kind of stuff you put on a CV and you tell people about at a dinner party. Um, then you've got the flesh memory, and that's where things get interesting. That's your story of adversity, overcome. That's your story of passions um, ignited. That's, that's the story of the great work that you're trying to do in the world. And we're really interested in my own two hands in people's great work. Uh, and if we're lucky, that might actually bring us to some discussion of bone memory and what responsibilities we have as a species. Um, so could we start by hearing a little bit about your skin story? This is the CV portion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell us, how'd you get here? Um, and what have you been doing with your time on Earth? I'm uh, from St. Paul, Minnesota. <laughs> You want all the details? <laughs> you will have to do some summarization. Adrian? We have 27 minutes. I showed up uh, December of 1995. I had had a girlfriend for a long time who wanted to get married. And I said I wanted to live in a ski town. Oh. She didn't want to come, so I did. That's, wow. There's, there's the sexy story. Wow. So you came for the winters, stayed for the summers? Uh well, I was, I'm comfortable with winter. I love the winters. Nice. I was once asked in an election, um, do I prefer winters or summers? And I voted on the winter side. So <laughs> that's my Minnesota roots. Uh, I uh, showed up with a, in a broken down Jeep and a, with a pair of K2 TRC comps, uh, a hardtail mountain bike, and a, I think a fold-up chair is pretty much everything I had. And I uh, lived in an attic for a year. Mm. I've heard this story. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was a little bit older when I showed up. I uh, wasn't, uh, you know, 22 out of school. I was 32 with a master's degree. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I, uh, was open to what the community presented 
to me, and I, uh, I got a couple jobs. One was at a ski shop, Aspen Sports. I took a job at um, the old Aspen Club, and I got a job, uh, a kind of a room service job at the Snowmass Club. And that sounds random, but it was really more strategic, mm. which, which I think is a really important lesson. Uh, and what was strategic about it was Aspen Sports provided me kind of access to gear. Um, interestingly, uh, I'm still buddies with guys from Aspen Sports, and it became kind of a go-to place in town, especially mm-hmm. a place like Aspen, which has gotten so exclusive. Sure. Always comfortable to this day to walk in. Oh, great. Uh, Aspen Sports, I was doing a lot. The Aspen Club back in the day, I was training a lot, and I needed gym access. I, I showed up. I do all the outdoor stuff. Yeah, we mm-hmm. know that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I had gym access at no cost. And the Snowmass Club was owned by a ski company at the time, and it provided me uh, the job there, a ski pass at no cost, and health insurance. Uh, yes, and I've heard was, this story too. Right. So that was my uh, intro to <laughs> ski town living. And I, I was comfortable with it. So. so you bounce around for a while, just bumming, skiing? Um, I, I had a mission. I have a mission. I, I don't know. There was an interest in me to, um, perhaps this leads to the second layer we're going to get to, the, the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, had, I was more driven in a way than just to um, be a ski bum, I mm-hmm. guess, as mm-hmm. much as I just wanted to be a ski bum. Right. And... I think each of my steps uh, were calculated. And what I learned was that never to dismiss what you're doing because things lead to other things. And one day working at Aspen Sports, I saw then CEO Pat O'Donnell. He was prior to Mike Kaplan, CEO at Ski Company. And I said, uh, introduce myself. I'd been town a little bit. I- I'm Steve Skadron. I want to work on your marketing department. How do I do that? <laughs> And that led to a number of things, and I ended up with an unpaid internship at Skiko, oh. which, interestingly enough, led to um, exposure to the first ever website Skiko was working on. This is the uh, mid '90s, '96 or something, '97. Wow. Yeah, and that it, that introduced me to a whole set of skills that allowed me to then eventually open up my own marketing group. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, from from there, I, I think about this sometimes. What I did was able to grow a, and essentially an advertising agency where I learned a ton about the different economic sectors that drive tourist economies. And I had a client base that went up and down the valley and really a bit around Colorado. It was interesting. I, I had a degree on the finance side. I had an MBA with concentration in finance, but I was always interested in the creative and the marketing side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of things. Northeastern, right? Uh, yeah, University of Minnesota in Northeastern okay. Boston. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so it was the balance of those two things that kind of drove me. Uh, or peak, that's where my curiosity was. Um, and it was my exposure. I can draw a direct line from my work in hard goods at Aspen Sports or the rental shop and being exposed to the tourists who are coming from all over the world mm-hmm. to enjoy Aspen, Mm. uh, to my engagement in these different economic sectors throughout our tourist economy that led to uh, successful campaigns that got me elected in my uh, 
five consecutive wins uh, to the Aspen City Council. Wow. So how many years was that total? I, uh, well, if you want that brief story, it was 12 years on City <laughs> Council. 12 years, okay. Well, one day I, uh, I'd been in, in Aspen six or seven years, and I ran into then Mayor Helen Klanderud. Mm-hmm. And I introduced myself to Helen. I said, I'm Steve. I've been around town for a few years. I like to get involved, which I do. I came to really appreciate Aspen. Mm, mm. And, uh, and I, what, was, what was made me curious was <laughs> the cost of a hamburger at bar menus. Uh. I, don't eat, I don't eat meat anymore, but back then a yeah, yeah, cheeseburger yeah. was the thing. <laughs> uh, it, it was just interesting to watch. And it was getting, in the six years I'd been there, prices were jumping. And I, uh, I was wondering, I was watching what was happening. Well, this is interesting. The Economist has a, uh, like a fun little index number that they use. It's called the Big Mac Index, uh, which they use to kind of measure how things are doing in the food industry. Mm-hmm. You had your own local version of that, which is the price of a hamburger in Aspen. Yeah. At a bar menu. On a bar menu At specifically. Bar menus in Aspen. Yeah. Because I ate a bar menu, yeah. which essentially no longer exist in Aspen, uh-huh. by the way. So what, what do you think it was that drew people to want to support your leadership yeah. in the community? What I did first was sit on the Planning and Zoning Commission for four years. So that was the pattern. So I, I had this, I worked at a ski shop. I did this internship with the ski company. I learned a set of marketing skills, um, design skills. It, that led to um, the creation of the small business that led to engagement with a number of different personalities and economic sectors that led to an interest in local resort economies that led to a conversation with then mayor, which led to a seat on the planning and zoning commission mm-hmm. where I really started to understand development patterns in communities. And, and that's, that's where it came from. And I started to ask, it took me two years to understand planning and zoning. And that's where I started to ask questions. And then my name popped up in the paper around my, my priorities, mm-hmm. around preservation of place and balance of mm. economic development that then led to um, some leadership in Aspen saying, hey, why don't you run for a city council seat? And that's what happened. Gotcha. Great. You're listening to My Own Two Hands. This is a public affairs program about sustainability in the Roaring Fork Valley and beyond. Our guest today is Steve Skadron. Former mayor of Aspen, he's telling us about how he became a leader in the community. Adrian, let me add one thing to that former mayor of Aspen. I'm also the current chair of the Carbondale Chamber of Commerce. Oh, great. That is really good to know. We really appreciate our folks at the chamber, Andrea Stewart and the rest, First Friday, Carbondale Creative District. We are all about that on KDNK. And the uh, September Business Confluence, by the way, which puts the business community together in the a hearty conversation. Oh, excellent. So, so um, what, to what do we owe the privilege of having your leadership kind of come down Valley a little bit in the last few years? Uh, as mayor, I ha- I'm really proud of a number of initiatives, a number of them pro- most prominently around sustainability. But one of them was called the Uphill Economy Initiative. And I was really interested in um, kind of diversifying our local economy away from boom and bust development cycles. Mm-hmm. And I had I always said that an economy like ours should be rooted in, especially up in Aspen, in the ski industry itself. And I was watching this explosion in uphill fitness. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, President Carrie Hauser of CMC, uh, I had been friendly with, we had met a number of times. And she was, uh, when I was term limited as mayor, she said, what do you think about joining CMC? And I was able to bring this program over. And my responsibility at CMC became um, the Aspen-Carbondale region. 
Right. And that's how I, that's that's how I got to CMC and uh, mm-hmm. my time at Carbondale. I spent about half my time at Carbondale. Okay, right on. So, which, by the way, is the uh, best part of the job. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, listeners may know that I landed at the Lapalus Center 14 years and four months ago. I don't know how my good fortune landed me those lucky charms, but uh, when I got a job with CMC back in 2009, they somehow knew that they should put me in Carbondale. <laughs> So, yeah, tell us about your work with the college. What's going on with that? It, it's been really fun. CMC does good things. It's a really, really cool place. And I think our respective communities, Aspen and Carbondale, and the others throughout the CMC system, Steamboat, the Edwardsville area, Breckenridge, Leadville, Salida, Rifle, et cetera, um, are really fortunate to have this great place there. The college does really good things for a lot of people. Um, the the leadership and the board have given me a lot of uh, freedom to do some crazy things, and, and we're doing cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we're doing down in Carbondale is um, is in, ensuring that perhaps traditionally marginalized communities have access to all of the higher education tools that can be leveraged to improve lives that may not have been accessible in the past. And one of those things are, uh, is our uh, introducing business faculty, our very own Luis Flores, who is now offering an entrepreneurship class entirely in, in Spanish. Spanish. Love that. Now, uh, Adrian, and what a delightful man, too. Yeah, he's great. Adrian, <laughs> Adrian um, that class, uh, it's a waiting list to get in. Oh, I mean, how am I not surprised? Yeah, it's bursting. That's uh, so reassuring. Yeah. Uh, secondly, um, I've made it a point that Carbondale campus of CMC takes a leadership position in Carbondale. Um, we're a strong voice on the chamber. Uh, we're, uh, we've gotten our faculty involved in a number of community conversations. We wanted to make sure that the campus is there to um, embrace and support opportunities for everybody. We've been doing some cool stuff. So. Nice. Well, this is a good segue for me to pose a question that I pose of all my guests, which is, what does sustainability mean <laughs> to you? What is this thing? Sustainability. I think it's, for me, it's about personal responsibility. Love that. So Adrian, I, I said because I, I I do my small part when I've I had this privilege to serve in a public policy role, mm-hmm. and I we got some things done. Listen, one of them, believe it or not, was WeCycle, which just we did yes. the cutting. Yeah. So that started. Mirta Mallory gets a hundred percent of that credit, but I I was on the council at the time, mm-hmm. and I argued quite fervently for public funding to mm-hmm. help support the initiative. Number one. And I made sure I was seen on WeCycle, and I wrote it a thousand times. <laughs> uh, and when we when we opened WeCycle in Aspen, which by the way was ten years to basically the day August first that wow. it started in Carbondale, Mirta had sent me a note wow. and, and congratulations to Mirta and the whole WeCycle team. Yes. I couldn't be prouder. Yeah, we were really glad to host the the coming out party for yeah. WeCycle here. Yeah, last week. I was there at the ribbon. It was, it was fun. Governor Hickelooper, by the way, had shown up back in the day because we were the first rural community to have the thing. But it, it's uh, it's embracing and supporting and arguing for ideas like that that I think um, deliver the priorities communities like this one or 
places like Aspen claim they want, which is a bike and pedestrian-oriented downtown area. So I, I, I looked at, in that case, the Aspen Area Community Plan and built policies that delivered the community's priorities. You know, you wouldn't... It's not as easy as you think because mm-hmm. the argument, and you're hearing it here, is everybody in town has their own bike. What do we need a bike mm-hmm, share for? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the fact is, um, it works. Yeah. And I, I live on it. So I, I bust down here from Aspen often, and it, it's, I, for years I sat on the Rafta board. And I think I was one of the few Rafta board members who actually rode Rafta. But I would get <laughs> off at the park and ride and walk you know, the 12 or 14 minutes to City Hall to go to the Rafta board meetings. Wow. And that's the, and then another 12, 14 back, that's a yeah. half an hour. So yeah, I had yeah. we cycle. Had I had we cycle yeah. back then. How many hours could you have gotten yeah. back? <laughs> Love it. So you've been a real great supporter of the college's carbon neutral um, initiatives. And um, I know you, based on your background and your interests and your passions, you, you've been able to see a way to, to concretize some real useful job training for our community re- relating to sustainability. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Are you referring to the recent newspaper article? Yes, I just <laughs> saw it in the Aspen Times yesterday. Yeah, this is, this is really exciting. Um, I'm really proud of this. And this really flowed from a policy initiative we had around um, this diversification of local economy. But I saw an opportunity, and I spent a lot of time knocking on the door of private sector leaders, everybody from Patagonia, North Face, to some of our smaller outdoor manufacturers like Strafe and Corbu and Obermeyer up in the valley, about this idea around uh, soft goods manufacturing, a local manufacturing system. Mm-hmm. Um, directly tied to the sustainability side of gear. Right now, about 85% of our textiles end up in landfills. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. And uh, I, I was concerned about our, if we could kind of redirect the uh, redirect us away from a the notion of a linear, eco- linear economy. Mm-hmm. Linear economy is where we kind of buy the down jacket, wear mm-hmm. the down jacket, throw it out and go get a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and move us more towards a circular economy where we'd wear the jacket, you know, repair it, and then wear it again or post it for a second life. Yeah. Um, you know, Warnware uh, is a program initiated by Patagonia, and not to unnecessarily plug Patagonia here, but but they were a leader in mm-hmm. their um, where principles of wear, repair, repeat. Yeah. And, I, and I've studied that and talked with industry leaders across the board, and we've kind of captured that notion and yeah. incorporated it into a soft goods manufacturing certificate that would train people, train students in a number of disciplines. Small batch manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So instead of, say, North Face sending... Uh, 100,000 units off to the Far East and then shipping them back. Perhaps mm-hmm. we could take a portion of that and get it done locally. We're looking at supply chain management, how mm-hmm. to get things done with the raw materials we have rather yeah. than constantly buying new. The program talks about entrepreneurship because I want anybody going through the program to have a kind of a business sense about what they're doing so they could perhaps open their own shop or go to work for one of these manufacturers with a set of tactile skills as well as a set of a good business sense. Right. Um, it's about uh, rural economic development because as we transition away from the extraction industry, mm-hmm. extracting fossil fuels, um, perhaps it could play a role in just transition 
to mm-hmm. a different type of economic model. And finally, and perhaps most importantly, is that my this certificate program at CMC supports the, the Circular Economy Initiative. It's all root, really rooted in the sustainability side of Colorado's outdoor rec economy. Yeah, oh, great. That sounds really practical, really urgent, and really in line with our community's values. I mean, as we were discussing before we started the interview, uh, Carbondale is the home of Carbondale Arts. Green is the new black fashion extravaganza, which many years ago, I think, you know, 14, 15, um, was already bringing uh, the, the environmental repercussions of, of fast fashion and, and the, lin- the linear economy that you described uh, to our awareness and really trying to give us some alternatives. Um, how do you see this program kind of fitting into the overall gestalt of the community? Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. I, I think this program parallels the essence of uh, the fashion show. It's um, it, it captures the spirit, and it would I, I think uh, it continues the entire creative matrix around a program like that. Great, yeah, love it. Well, I for one am very interested in uh, anything that can help our community members, our students get um, jobs with livable wages and um, all of that. So um, when um, our colleague at the college, Maureen Stepp, asked, asked me to teach an intro to sustainability class as part of this program. I said, sign me up. Yeah. I'm already busy this fall, but this is important in the long Adrian, run. Adrian, let me, let me comment on that. So in my research, I spent two years researching this, and I, I was at the Outdoor Rec Show in Denver that has since moved back to Salt Lake City. Uh, I, I talked, I can't tell you how many private sector industry Outdoor Rec partners we worked with. But the one question I asked them was, uh, is there a job? Do you see yourself offering a job at a living wage yeah. should a student come through this program? And every invariably said yes. Great. So, it, so it's a value that's embraced. And I, I said in a newspaper quote that it's, uh, it's good for the environment and it's proving mm-hmm. to be good for companies' bottom lines. So Great. There's, there's an economic incentive. I really want to lift up that notion of just transitions that you mentioned. Uh, this is a very specific term that you're quite familiar with. I wanted to make sure we define for our audience. Uh, we know we need a transition, folks, because the old way of doing business is um, perilously close to going over the edge of a cliff. And so we need a new direction. We need new ways of doing things and therefore a transition. We need a transitional economy to help us get to uh, basically self-reliance in a, in a post-fossil fuel subsidized world. Um, so the just part, though, is also just as important. <laughs> and that is that it's available to everyone, right? Uh, that this is um, an ethical framework that makes job training uh, for the, the jobs of the future available to everyone, regardless of their prior training or experience. It's, Adrian, it's right on. There's uh, Governor Polis has an office of just transition. It's actually called that. So yes, yes, I met the the Department of One at one point, and I think it's since uh, he's been able to hire on some more people who yeah. are doing transition planning. Which, by the way, um, if you don't know Rob Hopkins, folks, uh, you should definitely uh, read up on Rob Hopkins. He started the Transition Town movement out of UK, and there are now literally hundreds of communities around the world that are using transition planning as part of their uh, way of preparing for the future. And I think that 
Carbondale's already doing a lot of that. Aspen has been doing some of it. We don't necessarily call it transition planning, uh, but it's time, folks. We got to got to get on that. So thank you to Colorado Mountain College for being open to, first of all, hiring me um, and, and allowing and me and, and Steve <laughs> and allowing uh, allowing us to try to try to create that transition. So uh, can you tell us, uh, just practically speaking, um, what do we need to do uh, if, if someone out there is listening and they want to get signed up for this program? They better get busy because it basically started today, August 28th. Yeah. Uh, stop by one of the campuses. Go online. Uh, it's called Soft Goods Manufacturing Certificate. And sign up. Yeah, you can come into the Aspen campus or the Carmendale campus at the Lapalus Center. We'll help you figure that out, uh, know where the classes are. Uh, most of them are at, out of the Aspen campus. Um, we, we have a really magnificent center set up at the Aspen mm-hmm. campus. Remember, and the Aspen campus is not in Aspen. It's over by the airport, so there's no traffic yeah. issues. Great, great. And it's right on the bus line. So. Love it. Um, the intro to sustainability class um, that I'll be teaching is actually at the Lapalus Center on Mondays, 6 to 8. And that one is not, it doesn't just count for this program. It's, it's also a generally transferable class that can apply to associate degrees as well. So come on out. We'd love to have you in the program, and we'd love to help you get ready for the new economy to come. All right, so Stephen, any last words uh, for our community? You'd like uh, it's, to been, it's been really fun to be here. I've done a lot of interviews at uh, KAJX Up Valley. It's my first time inside KDNK. It's really a privilege. Oh, we got to get you here a lot more. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Place. I'm gonna make it a safer place.